Tennessee. is where you can find us. Actually, you can't really find us there right now because all the traffic from this story crashed our website for the last 36 hours. So don't look there right now. Look here. You can also find us at all of these other hollers across the state. We have 10 hollers across the state. And that's all thanks to the support of the good people of Tennessee. So thank you all. We are also supported by Elisa Parker, as always. So that support is how I want to lead into this because this story blew up the last couple of days actually a local in McMinn County reaching out to us, asking us if we had heard of what had happened in McMinn County, a book being banned, and we had not heard about it. And it actually took them two weeks to put the minutes up for us to confirm it. And then when we read the minutes and we saw that it had happened, and I actually had read this book growing up, I think most people who follow us know, but in case you don't, I am Jewish. My grandparents survived the Holocaust, survived Auschwitz and Buchenwald. My mom is first generation, actually lost a brother in the war. So this hit home for me and we put the story up. Sometimes we have to put some elbow grease into these stories to get people to check them out. But pretty much right away, everybody was amplifying this thing. Next thing I knew, like within hours, Chris Hayes was talking about it. So obviously this hit home and and now I'm grateful that we have the creator of Mouse, Art Spiegelman. Art, thank you so much for joining us. Grateful to be here. Like I've been inundated by uh, interview requests and media things happening. The same, if I had a server, it would have gone down. <laughs> right. I think it's important to talk to the community, and that's why I really wanted this to happen. And I think on my behalf, some things are being arranged, so I might be able to have some kind of zoom conversation in the next two weeks under the ages of a church church and synagogue or church school synagogue it's now being arranged by somebody who usually handles my lectures so i can just do a pro bono public interview that takes questions and hopefully some members of a school board and some teachers from the area and some students from the area might join in i don't know how you usually get the word out but once that's settled it'd be great if the holler could help make that visible to people in the, in the zone any way we can help we're happy to do it well i definitely want to hear go through this and hear your thoughts about when you found it but i i think just to start off you know Somebody you, you sent the holler, uh, i think jake tapper sent me the link to your what is it a newspaper website the holler whatever yeah we're a we're a website we focus on the news kind of accountability journalism is the oh, term that i would use for so he sent me the link and a series of questions like could we do a an episode of his CNN thing together right after something came from, I think, MS, I don't know, one of the other news shows. And at that point, while I was still trying to read it and catch up with it, I got flooded. So that started around 6 or 6.30. And it stopped for a while when I passed out and fell asleep last night. <laughs> but you said something I'm actually interested in knowing more sure. about. I thought, in my own paranoid way, that you guys had the information for two weeks and decided to release it right before uh, Holocaust Remembrance. No. International Day Week, whatever, and that this was incredibly savvy media. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I wish I could take credit for that. No, actually, it's Adonai working through us, I guess, just how it happened. I had heard about the story. Usually what we do, we're a very video-heavy group, so what I would normally do is go and take the video from the school board meeting and post them having the conversation, and that would be what we use, but they didn't recorded. They only had the minutes, but the minutes hadn't been posted yet. So I finally, I called one of the guys who actually spoke in favor of the book, where are the minutes? And he said, well, it's 20 pages long. So we're still going through it to make sure they're all right. And, and he's like, but frankly, I'm surprised that we haven't heard more about it. And I was like, well, yeah, I am too. It took a teacher reaching out to us. So we always say 
to people who watch our stuff and amplify our stuff, you are the holler. And this was an instance of that being true. Huh. You know, without that teacher that reached out to us, this doesn't happen. So I really encourage people just not to assume and to, you know, reach out to us or whatever local news site and make sure that things get picked up. What was your first thought when you heard that this was happening to your book? Well, I don't think it's the first time, but I don't keep track of it very often. So all I know is my barometer is there's a bookstore I use all the time in New York City called The Strand. Great bookstore. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it well. And every year they have a banned books table around banned book week. And Mouse is always on it. So I know that something's going on somewhere. Mm -hmm. I really don't keep tabs on what's happening and where. The only one I was made fully aware of was the one that took place in the Soviet Union. I don't know, what do they call it now? Russia, where Putin tried to ban the Russian edition of the book in 2015. For similarly high-minded reasons to what seems to be the fig leaf or the actuality of what went down at the school board in McMinn, which was he didn't want any swastikas on any book covers for mm -hmm. Victory Day or whatever the celebration was and threatened jail for anybody who displayed or showed such a thing. So Mao's got swept up in what was otherwise, I think, intended to keep, I don't know, the protocols of the Elders of Zion or Mein Kampf or books like that from being out, I think. But the result was, as often happens with banning books in one way or another, is... Uh, there's workarounds. It's got the banning of the books creating an appetite for what the heck is going on here? Why is this being banned? So the Russians were very happy, the small publisher that took on Mao's in translation, because they sold out immediately and have been reprinting ever since. Well, and on that note, it's currently sold out on Amazon. It was a rush to purchase them. And we got inundated with people saying, how do we send this book to mm. students in McMinn County? And actually, there is a Knoxville comic book store called Nirvana that's giving out copies. There's a church offering to have books sent there. A lot of people have been wanting to help now get this book into the mm. hands of kids there and even locally. Tennessee Wesleyan, the library there, posted it front and center on Holocaust Remembrance Day and posted Be Vigilant Against Censorship. That's in McMinn County in Athens. So there has been a backlash. But you touched on something, and I think you've been pretty generous in your interviews about it. And I want to know, you know what your feeling is, because you read the minutes and you saw that it was really a focus on swear words, nudity, the mouse nudity. Do you think that was genuine? Or well, I can't tell from yeah. this distance. It's very yeah. possible because they seem to be quite consistent. So either that or they took the two weeks before they sent you the minutes uh, or made them available to, to whitewash or rewrite their meeting. I don't think so. I think my first response was uh, part of the culture war. It's like those blankety, blankety, blank people in the red states, what's the matter with those people? And not even being able to quite get my brain around the problem was these mild curse words that are not everywhere in the book. They're very specifically placed in so far as I could find the ones they were referring to. I think I was most flabbergasted by the reference to what they called a nude woman, I would call a naked body, uh, because it's the corpse of my mother that I think they're referring to, uh, dead in the black ink that represents the blood and the bathtub. Naked and nude are probably different words. Yeah. It's a very impacted image. It's got the character representing me in a, his own uh, Auschwitz uniform, slumped over after feeling the guilt of both my mother's suicide and the anger of uh, family and friends blaming me for it because I have such a bad son. And so as I'm trying to get my brain around what's going on, it says uh, menopausal depression with that picture on top, then a row below it with a wall of uh, bodies that have been shot. Hitler did it. Below that, a young version of me and being put to bed by my mother reading some book to me. It says mommy. And then below that, 
her with her Auschwitz number showing slashing her wrist, which is all I could envision at the time. And it has the word bitch, which I understand was whited out to be B, which I guess could mean bubble. One of the things that they talked about, Art, was could they just redact it? How would you have felt if they just did that instead? I'd be unhappy. I got to tell you that this book was not meant as a teaching tool. I never did it that way. I think, though, that as a result of not meaning it as a teaching tool, it's probably one of the most effective books to be used in this context. By not being a teaching tool, it did what I wanted to do, which was be in an I-thou relationship with each reader. And that meant being honest about myself, about my parents, and about what I could understand of what happened in a rather layered way. So I started it in 1970. Two, a three-page version of Mouse, was a three-page strip that appeared in an underground comic called Funny Aminals that Robert Crumb did the cover of, and I would not recommend being used as a teaching tool anywhere. It was so much unfinished business when I managed to locate that as a subject that I returned to it in about 1978 when I moved back to New York from San Francisco. It led to a 13-year project to make those two volumes. In the longer version, I tried to like make the drawing quieter. I was not trying to make a violent book. In fact, wherever I could avoid showing violence and not undercut the story, I did. And I was very aware that I was wrestling with my parents as well as with history. And it was born of the desire to find out how on earth could I have ever been born considering uh, both my parents were supposed to be dead before the year I was born in. And that was the quest that set me on conversations with my father where we found a, a safe zone to talk without arguing with each other, which was his memories, and went on until he died um, five years later about. The goal was to really make it what one reviewer, he described the book as having a crystalline ambiguity. Like I wanted to push to the edge of what I could know and no further. It wasn't about extrapolating beyond what could be fully documented or what was being told to me by my father. And there are conversations about what he's telling me, visual conversations as well, about what's true, what could not be true, so that you can question it throughout, figure out where we're going. Now, those things are incredibly sophisticated, but it means that one can get a lot out of a first reading. And at the time I was working on that long book, the word graphic novel barely existed. It wasn't in any currency whatsoever. I think it was Mao's uh, Watchmen and maybe The Dark Knight that all of a sudden had a bunch of articles saying, gosh, wow, comics aren't for kids anymore. In that context, this was a way of making a long book, which took 13 years to make, to try to find out the right way to make a long book of comics. There wasn't that much precedent for it. And what I thought should be called, now it's become a norm, and a lot of graphic novels are taught in schools, and a lot of graphic novels, alas, are being banned in schools. So accessible. When they sit there having that conversation about, is there anything else we can find as a substitute instead. I mean, good luck. It was an anomaly. There wasn't any other book to compare it to. It got rejected by virtually every publisher, including the one who did publish it, Pantheon, on a second submission. The publisher said, yeah, we can do that. We do lots of books that don't sell many copies. It's, it's, <laughs> they took the chance on this thing and it worked out. It wasn't obvious that it would work out and it wasn't obvious that there was room for such a book and it certainly wasn't being taught. Now it's taught in so many places. And the idea that it's beyond comprehension for an eighth grader in McMinn County is a terrible self-indictment on their part to say that they can't match a national level of reading and thinking ability and they're shortchanging their children as a result. I think that's a really good way of putting it. And just to put it in context, you know, it's not just this book. We have these Moms for Liberty chapters here strongly fighting 
for book banning in a lot of our different counties actually just got one called Walk Two Moons removed in Williamson County, which is actually where I live. Book banning conversations and censorship in general, you just touched on it saying that it actually hurts our kids. Do you think it's just a lack of trust in kids in general? They want to protect their children. Like when I got into the woods on this thing and read the 20 pages of the minutes, these conflicting narratives in my head. One is, are they just trying to say stuff that can be sayable without saying, look, we don't want the, the, this, these Jewish values being inculcated in our fine Christian children. There are some leaks in the document that indicate that's part of it. They were disturbed by pictures of hanged mice representing humans. They were disturbed by uh, children being killed. Well, you know, they wanted, ultimately what they said they wanted was a nicer Holocaust. Uh, a closer right. Holocaust to study than the one that actually historically happened. And I don't want them to be taught a whitewashed Holocaust especially. And I don't want them to make me any more cuddly than I actually am not. Responses that aren't generous on my part to my father and sometimes to my mother are part of the story. So I think they were just trying to protect their kids in a very myopic way because you don't protect kids by lying to them, by dumbing it down for them. It's a matter of what you just said before, uh, Justin, which is trust the kids. They're open to being taught when somebody's doing it honestly. Even when I think about the word banned, it's sort of banned. It's being taken off the curriculum. Presumably, they're not burning the copies in the school library or in the local libraries, which now have a surfeit of mice. Well, there was a bit of a debate over the word banned, but I looked up the word itself, and it's to prohibit in an official capacity, and that's what they did. So. Uh I'm very comfortable using that word, frankly. Okay, so they did it. I can I can buy in. In trying to protect kids, they're actually damaging these kids. And I think it's a bigger problem because there's no reason for these mothers to be protecting their children by taking over the school curriculum. Like you can look back at your Scopes monkey trial that took place nearby almost 100 years ago and find that they were just trying to stop evolution from being taught because how could it happen in a mere 6,000 years, which was, according to the Bible, the uh, history of the world? You don't want these people hijacking the the discourse you want public schools teaching in a public way national discourse and national uh unity to happen it requires having an agreed upon set of facts and paying your teachers better making sure these kids are taken care of well if some of them are in foster homes it seems to be giving them the extra education they need if they're not at reading level and that requires what you were saying and i'll be glad to donate the money that comes from extra amazon sales if that'll help change the system. Yeah, the system doesn't have room for these kibitzers, if you'll pardon the phrase, who are right. well-intended or politically agenda-intended based on reading the minutes. They just don't seem very well-educated, this particular school board. And even with good intentions, they've muddied up a situation and now found themselves at the very least embarrassed by what they did thanks to your reporting. But I don't want to see, I guess it's the main reason I'm on here. I don't like being one more bit of cannon fodder in the culture war. I think this is really unhealthy because the knee-jerk reaction I had is what I was seeing on Twitter when I was able to have time to tune into it a bit, which those stupid Nazis in Tennessee, I'm not sure that that's what they are. I'd have to talk with them. I don't think that's right. But they are stupid on some level. I mean, they're not educated very well. Their way of protecting is to prohibit the few images that they were pointing to and the few words that they were pointing great harm capable of happening if the kid reads the word goddamn in the context of a book that is not endorsing either bad language or even nudist colonies. It's not about that. You know, the Holocaust is not about those things. They have a book that works. It seems to work on every level from kids younger than eighth grade to uh, postgraduate studies in schools. People have found it because they need to know they're interested 
well outside a Jewish community that's pledging that this should never happen again, where I just want to make sure that you're talking about never to anybody, not just to Jews. What's that organization called? Mothers for Freedom? Moms for Liberty. Moms, Moms for Ignorance, I call them. Those moms yeah. are just as upset about teaching anything about the actualities of slavery, what happens when one's gender impulses are, have been thwarted by society around it, what's happened to our indigenous Americans who were here way before we got to have moms for liberty place. And those things need to be taught if we're going to have a better world. The world isn't going to be made better by accusing the school board of being Nazis. It's not going to be made better by them thinking that you and I are here with our horns carefully invisible <laughs> under your hat and my remaining hair. It's not about uh, a Jewish cabal or Nazis at its core, even though it spills over into issues that are troubling. What's most important is to find ways to make these kind of dialogues possible and avoid going from culture wars to civil war too, which is certainly one of the possible future scenarios for America. Admirable that you're extending that grace. And I agree with you. I mean, we didn't post the story like, look at these Nazis. That, that wasn't how it felt. But we did post it in the context of the culture wars, the book banning, you know, and I think part of the downside of having that all going on is when something like this happens, it's impossible not to view it in that context. The challenge is also to try to make very difficult distinctions. When I was asked either by you or probably on the last interview, what have you learned? And I said, I'm still learning because my issues include the culture war that is very easily broadcast via Fox News of like, well, they're, they're at it again. They're banning comedians. And actually it becomes a very effective recruiting tool for people who like me or first Amendment fundamentalists. I believe that anything could be taught in a school, as horrific as it is, including, say, the Turner Diaries, as long as you have a damn good teacher at the helm. Right, um, and, they, and they don't seem to trust teachers. I mean, that's the other part of this. What's also going on here is a, is a, a straight-up war on public schools. They're trying to steer yeah. public dollars to private schools through the guise of school choice. So they don't trust teachers, and a big part of this is ginning up animosity towards public schools and teachers. I agree with you 100%. The flip side of it that I was just trying to like get my brain around is for at least the last, it seems like 20 years or more, Huckleberry Finn is being challenged in libraries and schools everywhere because of the N-word. I don't think it's a crime of the same kind, but it's really hard to get your brain around what is at stake there and why it's being done and what's happening under the surface because I don't want Huckleberry Finn being banned. It was an important book for me. I, I understand that the word was current. The N-word was current at the time, but Jim is quite an amazing figure in the book. With the sophistication we have now, there's no reason to quarrel with that book. There's good reason to teach it. On and on, that being an early example of something that, that has a million examples now, but it's a shooting war between what can be said, what is true, that is a very big one in our society right now. And I would like to get to a place where we can have, if not a common core of what books to read, at least a common core of what reality might consist of and why things are being done. Censorship is not the way through. Censorship is not the way through. I think that's really well said. Art, thank you so much for joining us today, man. I really do appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Well. Art Spiegelman, ladies and gentlemen, that was pretty cool. More of this censorship, more of this book banning. It's really not the way forward. It doesn't trust our kids. It doesn't trust our teachers. Same thing's happening in Williamson County right now. The Moms for Liberty just got Walk Two Moons banned, but they're not done. They're going back again to try to get Ruby Bridges banned and a Martin Luther King book banned, March on Washington. And my kid is in that county. So that will take it out of my kids' curriculum. That's hurting our kids. It's because of their fragility, closed-mindedness, their fear, and our kids are the ones that get hurt. 
and our kids can handle it. We need to trust our teachers. We need to be better about supporting our public schools. We're 44th in the country when it comes to public school funding. That is unacceptable. Impossible not to view this all as part of a whole. It's a culture, a climate of censorship. Coach Hahn in East Tennessee getting fired for talking about white privilege. They talked about language there also and ended up robbing the kids of a really good teacher. Your kids have access to the full internet <laughs> and TikTok. Books are not your problem. Censorship is not the answer. Censorship hurts our kids. And then again, you are the holler. This straight up would not have been a story had a teacher not reached out to us and said, hey, did you hear McMinn County just banned mouse? And that's how this happened. So this happened because of you. So please keep an eye out. Please stay in touch with us. Please send us stories. And we so appreciate all the support you've given us over the last three years. And we're not going anywhere. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee.